Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where you'll get the tools you need to master your money, marketing, and your motivation. I'm your host, Haley Luckadoo, the money and marketing coach, motivational speaker, and huge Dr. Pepper lover who is on a mission to connect you with women who are incredible at what they do with the hope that you will leave inspired, educated, and motivated to create the life that sets your soul on fire. Welcome back, Females on Fire. Before we dive into another great episode, I'm excited to tell you about this week's show sponsor, The Money and Marketing Catalyst. It's my signature 12-week group program for entrepreneurs and small business owners who are ready to go from stuck to scaling. MMC, as we so affectionately call it, focuses on using my four-step core framework to find and fill the gaps in your sales and marketing processes and acts as the catalyst for leveling up your revenue and your content. If you're sick of constantly brainstorming new ways to make your revenue goals or tired of being on the hamster wheel of creating content that doesn't convert into sales, then this program was made for you because it is the only program of its kind that digs into both your business finances and sales processes and your marketing and social media strategies. And the best news, enrollment is currently open for the next round. Just head over to applymmc.com to fill out a commitment-free application so our team can determine if the program is the right fit for you and give you more information. Don't spend three more months banging your head on your desk and asking yourself why your hard work isn't paying off. This program will sell out, so take the first step to making a change by applying for the Money and Marketing Catalyst today. Again, head over to Apply mmc.com to put in your application and get more details so you can start scaling the business you love and have the life you want to live. Welcome back, Females on Fire. This week's episode is full of so many tangible tips and pieces of advice. You're going to want to make sure that you have a notebook and pen ready to go because you're going to want to take some serious notes. This week's guest is Molly Ho, and Molly is a marketing strategist, an educator, and a designer, and she helps female entrepreneurs streamline their marketing and save time in their business while remaining true to their brand. She's also the host of the Social Studio Facebook group. So Molly has her hands in a lot of different things, but all in the marketing realm, and she is a marketing queen. She's absolutely amazing. And I wanted to get her really quick and tangible tips on creating viral content. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. She's going to give some really quick little bits of advice on how you can create that virality in your content, in your business, and really make your content show up to the most people possible, make it go viral, make it get on those featured pages and explore pages, and really just get the most out of the content creation process. So get your notebooks ready, get ready to go, because Molly has some serious tips for you, and I'm so excited for you to hear them. 
Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Hi, Haley. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited to talk about creating viral content. I know viral is kind of the, the hot topic word. You know, we all really want to go viral. So I'm excited to get your tips on this today. But before we dive into that, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you got into business? Yes. So I am a marketing strategist and I focus on content marketing and helping people create digital products. And I got into business because I didn't want to apply for another job. Um, I didn't want to go to any more interviews. And so I thought about my options. It's like, okay, if I spend the next five years trying to build a business, I'll still be under 30. Not that there's really a timeline, but back when you're younger, you feel like there's a timeline. And so I was like, okay, even if I spend five years failing, at least I'll take something out of the experience. And I kind of always knew I wanted to have my own business, but I couldn't see the vision even like when I first started. Um, and yeah, I started my business because I just didn't align with the values that my last employer had. Um, and I really wanted to create something of my own. And ever since then, I've been learning more about business, more about myself, more about like communication and leadership and all of these things. I love it. I love it. I love that you said, you know, there's no timeline, but I was worried, you know, I wanted to do it before I was 30 or whatever. Cause I think that's mm -hmm. funny how, how your perspective like shifts when you're younger and you're getting into it versus when you're in it and you're like, oh, well, Hey, there's, there's no timeline for this. So I love that. And yeah. I love that you kind of just start, I say this a lot, but I love that you started out of, I just don't want to go back to another job. <laughs> I think, I think so many of us can relate to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, and so you said you work with people on their marketing, which I think is awesome. That's also what I do, but you kind of do it in a slightly different way with a big focus on viral content, which is what we're going to be talking about. And I'm really excited to get your tips on this because I know so many people want to go viral, but don't really necessarily understand what it takes to do that or how to get the most benefit out of it if they do that. So I'd love to start with just kind of hearing from you, what are some misconceptions that we as the listeners may have about viral content? Like, you know, it, does it, you know, take a lot of time to create or does it, um, you know, just happen overnight or like, what are some of those misconceptions that you often see people thinking that maybe aren't necessarily true? Yeah, for me, I honestly just don't overthink it. Um, I just start creating things that I thought people would share because viral content goes viral when other people are sharing your content and then it's like, then their friends see it and then they share your content. And then I feel like when someone sees your name often enough, they're eventually going to follow you and they're going to like share your content. So what I noticed was that I share a lot of like inspirational things around business, around life. And that started picking up like a lot of traction for me. And I just started creating more of those. Like I didn't overthink it. And sometimes you like post something that you think will do really well. And then no one likes it. Or sometimes you're like, oh, this is like, you just create it just in the moment just because you have to post something and you're like, wait, this got way more engagement than I thought it would. Yeah. I think we've all had that happen. So I think we can all relate to that for sure. I know I'm constantly like, I'll post something and I'm like, 
wait, why did that do well? I don't understand. Yeah. So let's talk, let's dive into that for a second and kind of unpack that. So what should we be looking for as content creators, as entrepreneurs, what is it that we should be looking for in order to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, this is what worked. This is what didn't. Now, how do I utilize that information to get the results that I want again? Yeah. I always look at my post analytics. So I look at like what posts do well. And when you look at your insights on Instagram, you want to see like the little airplane button of shares. So when I'm creating viral content, I'm creating that and seeing like what gets the most shares. So mostly it's my quotes. And then sometimes it's also, um, I used to do like pie graphs. I don't know if you saw that, like pie charts and stuff in the past. So infographics do really well. And so if something is doing well, then I just repeat it. I've also made a mistake of like every month I thought I had to do something mind blowing. And then I was like, wait, let me just do what already works, you know? Yeah. I like that. I like that you mentioned you felt like you had to do something mind blowing. Cause I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times as business owners, as content creators, you know, trying to constantly make these things work, we're trying to come up with these like big, amazing, creative ideas. And a lot of times it can almost, I don't want to say it's a waste, but sometimes it is kind Mm -hmm. of a waste of our time to do that because a lot of times the, you know, the infographics or the more personal posts or the things like that are the things that actually relate to our customers more. The simple things, oh, sorry. No, the go. Simple things, yeah, okay, awesome. The simple things like do really well. We don't have to overcomplicate things because when I look at what I share, it's always like, you know, the simple things because, yeah. you know, it's relatable. Something that makes the biggest difference is if people make their background a white or like a light tint of a color because I understand branding, but at the same time, most people aren't, if it's like maybe blue, you know, it's going to get less shares. So back to being like making it simple if people just like make it a few colors but not overwhelming that gets a lot of shares too that's a good tip yeah I think people don't think about stuff like that you know like because we hear so much about branding and like oh you need a brand and have your brand colors and all that so I think people don't think about the the shareability factor often even when they are trying to create shareable content yeah so what, what are your tips for that? Like with creating shareable content, I know you said that infographics can work really well, but what, you know, especially cause I know we can talk about so many different yeah. platforms and even like within Instagram, you've got stories and reels and lives and all of these things. So just at the base of everything, just creating general content, Yeah. Um, what have you found maybe works the best for the masses in terms of actually making it shareable, making people want to go share it on Instagram or wherever. Yeah. So being consistent matters a lot. So it's like, if you start creating content and I feel like most people give up too early where they create a few pieces of content and they're like, Oh, it's not doing well. You know, it takes time for people to get to know you. It takes time for you to build your audience. I feel like most people want to build their audience overnight and it just doesn't happen like that. Even if you go viral, someone doesn't have that connection with you yet. So going viral alone isn't enough. And 
I guess that's a misconception that people have about going viral. It's like not if you're making sales or if your goal is to make sales, just because you went viral once or twice doesn't mean that someone's going to buy from you. Um, so that's kind of like what I've learned of, yes, it's important to go viral and there are things that we can do to make it easier for ourselves to go viral. Another thing that I see a lot of is you want to make your text like big and readable because if it's small, it doesn't look good on their Instagram stories. So whenever I'm like creating something, I'm like, okay, how is this going to look on someone else's Instagram stories? Or if I'm creating something for Pinterest, I'm like, how is this going to look on someone else's board? Are they going to want to pin this? Right. Um, because it goes back to someone's branding. If it's like, you know, just plain, it's easier for them to want to share. Whereas if there's like a five or six colors going on, they're like, I don't know if this is part of my brand, like their branding, you know? Yeah. So you know, I think that's important. That's a really important place to focus is, you know, yeah, stick to your branding, like make it look cohesive with everything mm -hmm. else that you have going on, but also think about who it is that you're speaking to, who it is that you're trying to get to share the content and make sure that it looks good for them too. Yeah. And make sure that it's something they would, you know, it's putting yourself in your ideal client or customer shoes. And I think yeah. we do that a lot when it comes to like the language and the verbiage that we use and when it comes to our branding. But I think sometimes we forget it when it comes to the actual shareable content. Yeah. Thinking about like what, if I were sharing someone else's content, I'd be like, is this relevant to my own audience? Right. You know, if I, do I want to share this in front of my potential clients and customers? Yeah. Yeah. And I think you touched on something too, that I kind of want to dive into with, you know, you mentioned just because you go viral once or twice doesn't mean you're going to get a bunch of sales or a bunch of revenue. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it's funny you said that because I actually posted on my Instagram stories the other day and was talking about if you go viral and you didn't have your funnels and your links and all that stuff in place, then it's too late. You miss your opportunity. So let's kind of unpack that idea for a second what needs to happen prior to going viral in order to make sure that our listeners can get the most out of a piece of viral content? Yeah. So I would say definitely having something to sell. So if it's a service or a product, making it clear on your Instagram, if we're talking about Instagram of how to work with you or how to buy from you. So it's kind of like going on Shark Tank. And if someone went on Shark Tank and their website wasn't like, you know, functioning and everyone like goes to their website and they lose out on a like potential customers because their site wasn't up and running. So you want to make sure that, you know, when people go to your Instagram, you have a link in bio and your website works and your checkout process is good. And um, your other posts are good as well because you don't just want to become like a quote page because that's not helpful either. Right. Yeah. I, I love the shark tank analogy. I think I, I'm just picturing somebody walking in and Mr. Incredible being like, okay, yeah, here's your offer. And then being like, oh, but I don't have a website. I could see that yeah. going <laughs> very wrong, very fast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I think, I think that's important to make sure that you know, yeah, you're putting a big emphasis on the content, making sure the content is good, but remembering like, okay, what is it that I want this content to do? Like if, if it goes viral, what am I hoping to get out of it? So what's, 
what's kind of your advice, your tips for people to figure out what to, maybe not even necessarily what to sell, but what to, what to focus on in terms of making the content go viral. So let me kind of rephrase that so that it actually makes sense. Cause I blurted it out and it made no sense, but when, when they're focusing on like, okay, I'm going to make this shareable content and this is the goal that I want to get out of it. How should they pick the goal? How should they figure out like what content's going to go best with what offer, if that makes sense? Yeah. So what I think about is always like, what did I need to hear when I was in their shoes? Because so often we are past, like our past selves are our ideal clients or customers. So if someone is a copywriter, I would create like something around copywriting that kind of, so I like to think of it as either advice or um, touching on their pain point. So I get a lot of my inspiration from just talking to myself, honestly, um, or just like, yeah, talking to myself in the shower or while I'm driving. Um, also with like, when I'm talking to friends, if we're talking about something, because we often talk about like marketing and business together, if you're talking and you, you're like, this is a really great idea, then write it down in your notes before you forget. Because if you're like, I'll write this down later, which I've said to myself so many times, I never write it down later. And like the idea just goes away. Um, so think about, and it's not just, it's also going viral, but we want to think about like who is sharing our content. So that's something that I've learned where it's like, yes, I have a lot of shareable content, but I wish I had created more shareable content for business owners. I wish I had like, well, I can do that now, but creating more content for the audience that you want to reach. Um, it's great to reach like the general masses, but you also want to make sure that you're targeting, like if you are a designer, you're targeting like other business owners. I'm guessing that like their ideal clients or business owners are if they are um, a business coach targeting people who maybe are in their nine to five jobs or something like that, that's relatable to the person that's going to see it. Right. So just keeping your, your ideal client in yeah, mind. Keeping the um, demographic in mind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause I think, I think that's something that we get tripped up on a lot. You know, I think we hear the term viral and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, well that means that you had millions and millions of shares and everybody knows about it. And, you know, it gets picked up by some TV out media outlet or whatever. Like, I think that's what we think of when we think of that, that sort of virality. Um, but I think a lot of times that's not really what it looks like. It's just, you know, that you're producing shareable content and then it's actually being shared and you end up, you know, on the explore page or, or, you know, on some big account or whatever. And that is virality. Maybe it's slightly smaller virality, but it's virality. And I think that's the kind of, you know, going viral that we should be focusing on is just making sure that it's going viral within the audience or the demographic or the niche that we're actually trying to sell to or trying to book or trying to work with. Right. Yeah. And the more you show up in front of people, the more top of mind you are. So even if someone isn't following yet, they're like, why is this person always showing up on like my friend's Instagram stories and on this person's Instagram stories? So eventually they're going to, you know, follow you. I, when I think about business now, I don't think about like just this month or just like this quarter, which is how my mind worked when I first started my business. Now I'm like, okay, 
even if this person doesn't like follow me or, you know, buy something from me like three years down the line or not even that long, like three months or, you know, um, six months from now, they might be a customer or they might be someone following me and maybe um, they might not ever buy from me, but they know people that are. And that's what I've learned a lot of as well. You know, people, maybe someone shares a lot of my things and they never buy from me, but the people watching their stories are. Exactly. Yeah. I think too, it goes back to, you know, we've all heard, you know, people need to see something seven times before Mm -hmm. they want to buy into it. So I think it just kind of goes back to creating that like, okay, yeah, maybe they're not going to work with me right now, but if I can, you know, get this shareable content, this viral content in front of them, you know, seven plus times, then they will, it will pique their interest. Like you said, and they will want to follow, they will want to check out what I'm doing and they are more likely to buy that way and more likely to follow along versus just trying to create one piece of content that sells them like right then and there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. These are good tips. I'm excited. (laughs) So what I'd love to hear your thoughts on, because I know, you know, I've even talked on the show a lot about repurposing content, right? Like going Mm -hmm. back into your archives and saying, okay, you know, this blog post worked or this Instagram caption went over really well or whatever. How do you do that when it comes to viral content? Like, because obviously, you know, you take a piece of content that went viral a year ago and you go repost it. Now you're probably not going to get like exactly the same results. So what's your perspective on how we can really make the most out of viral content by repurposing it? Does it need to be, uh, you know, super repurposed or can it, can it be something that we utilize or is it just sort of a, it went viral once. So that's probably it sort of thing. So I don't know if I really repurposed my viral content, but I will say that a lot of my viral content are around like the same subjects. So in a way I am repurposing like my content and ideas without really thinking about it. Um, I did repost like a few of my most shared things in the past and it didn't do as well the first time, but it still did like better than my average post. So I feel like if people want, they can go into their archives or go into their post insights, do that um, thing where they can see what's most shared and then try sharing some of the old ones that are still relevant to their business and brand. And I like doing that when I really, really don't have anything to post about. Yeah. Yeah. More about repurposing the idea, the concept less about repurposing the actual like graphics, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, I'm big on productivity. I'm big on like utilizing mm-hmm. your time in the best way possible. So I'm always talking about repurposing content, especially in terms of like social media and marketing and uh, repurposing those ideas. But I know when it comes to going viral, that's a whole different beast, you know, like, okay, yeah. you went viral once odds are you're not going to necessarily create those results again with the same content. So it's, that's an interesting perspective. And I like the thought of focusing on repurposing the ideas, but not necessarily the graphics. Yeah. If you like, look at Gary V, he says the same things basically all the time. And I still watch his, I not as much anymore, but when I did, I watched like five of his keynotes, like in the same week. And he just basically said the same thing. So even if you repeat yourself, 
And that's the other thing that I learned about marketing. Most people are afraid to repeat themselves and I was afraid too. And that led to burnout for me personally, because I was trying to come up with like something original every single time until I looked at other people. I was like, wait, they're repeating themselves all the time and people are still like listening to them. So why am I trying to, you know, create more work for myself? Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's important too, because I mean, if you think about, let's take Instagram, for example, you're posting on your feed, you're probably doing like reels and stories. Maybe you do a live or an IGTV or whatever. And if you think about the fact that like, you could say something now mm-hmm. and imagine how many like new followers you're going to get over the next say month. Exactly. So, you know, if you're repeating yourself next month with something you already said, it's new to a lot of your followers and even people who were following you, they probably, you know, a lot of them probably didn't see it. I mean, let's face it, like a hundred percent of your audience doesn't see every single thing that you post. So I think that's kind of important to remember too, is that, you know, repeating yourself isn't even necessarily always repeating yourself. Like, yeah, it's repeating yourself to you, but to your audience, it could be totally new information. Yeah. Or even when we're talking to our friends, how many times do we need to repeat ourselves until our friends like finally get the message? So it's the same thing with their audience. So yes, I'm a fan of repeating, like not repeating, um, but repurposing my content as well for different platforms. And um, like even for educational posts, I'll say it in a different way next time. So I'm all about like efficiency as well. Yeah. So that, that brings up an interesting point because you said repurposing it across different platforms. Have you found a connection in content that goes viral on the different platforms? So for example, if you post something on Instagram and it does really well, it goes viral, lots of shares, you know, all of that. Is that same content doing really well on other platforms or do you think it's more platform specific? So my quotes do really well on Pinterest, but I don't repurpose them. So in the past, I've created like a few quotes on Pinterest and those have been circulating for a long time. And um, every now and then, like maybe five or 10 times a week, I'll get people sharing my Pinterest graphics on Instagram and they'll tag me. So it's probably more than that. And some people just aren't tagging me. So um, I know that Pinterest does really well. I don't use Twitter, but I would imagine that quotes do really well there too. Um, just because, you know, people love these things. Um, so those are my two main platforms, like Instagram and Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. So with creation in mind, Mm -hmm. should we be creating content, you know, if we're saying, okay, I'm going to create this piece of shareable content with the hope that it goes viral with the intention of it going viral. Should we create that saying, okay, I'm going to create this content in a way that it's going to go viral on Instagram and then not worry about other platforms. And if it goes viral on those other platforms, or should we be thinking, okay, I want to create viral content that's going to do well across all my platforms. Yeah. So when we're creating the actual graphic, I would say, keep the size in mind. So with Instagram, it would most likely be a square portrait mode. Um, with Pinterest, you want to make it a longer dimension with Facebook. I don't really use Facebook, so I don't know how uh, much people share with that, but you can always just like share whatever you're doing on Instagram. 
Um, same thing with LinkedIn. I don't know what other, what other platforms are we thinking? I, know, I think you said most of them, right? I know, okay. I know yeah. we have TikTok now, but that's, that's a whole different animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, mainly when I'm creating viral content, I keep Instagram in mind because that's where my thing is. But if I were creating content for Instagram, then I would also resize it for Pinterest. And if I'm resizing it, then I'm making a few edits as well. I always keep like font size and the colors that I'm using in mind. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So focus on where your audience hangs out, basically, yeah. where, where yeah. you want to do the but best. Like, tiny tweaks. You don't have yeah. to, it doesn't have to be this whole like big project. You can just do tiny tweaks. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always all pretty much always what we should be focusing on is like, how can I best use my time and still produce the results that I want? So, and sometimes that doesn't mean making an entirely new thing. It just means tweaking what you already have. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Any final tips for going viral, creating content that's going to go viral, like anything that you feel like maybe we didn't cover that our listeners should hear? Yeah. Every time you see something that you want to share yourself, save it to a collection on Instagram and draw inspiration from that and see like, what would you share on your stories? Or if you look at another business owner's stories, like look at what they're sharing and if you feel like that's a shareable, save it to the Instagram collection so that when you're like, okay, what kind of content can I create that's going to go viral? You can reference back to that. That's a good tip. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Awesome. Well, thank you. I think we've gotten a lot of good tips from this episode. I know virality is kind of a, like I said, it's a trending, you know, word, a trending topic and we all want, yeah. want to go viral, but I think a lot of times there's some big misconceptions around what it actually takes to make that happen and what it actually looks like when it does happen. So I appreciate mm -hmm. all of your tips, but since it's the end of the episode, I do want to dive into our rapid fire round. These are just some fun questions to close out the show. If you are ready. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. What is one part of your morning routine that you love? Um, lighting my candles. Ooh, I like that. I'm a huge candle lover. I buy all the Target candles all the time, so I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I recently got into candles. It's because one of my friends that I went to visit in San Diego had candles, and I was like, wow, this looks really nice, and it just lightens up the place. So now I have like seven candles. Yep. I love the ambiance of candles. Mm -hmm. It makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. What is the last book that you read? I am currently reading like four books right now. You sound like um, everybody that comes on the show. Everybody <laughs> says that. Yeah. So I'm actually having a book club in my membership right now. So we're reading Your Best Year. I'm reading like a book called The Slight Edge. I love it. Have you heard of that one? No, I don't think so. So the concept is basically doing something small every day. So if you were to exercise like for 15 minutes every day or compared to if you were to like watch an hour of television every day, like where would your life be? Ooh. Um, so interesting. And then I'll have I'm to also, look that one up. That sounds good. Right? Yeah. It's such a good book. And then I'm also reading The One Minute Millionaire. Yep. I love that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I've read that one. I love it. Yeah. I feel like we get so many guests that come on and they're like, oh well, I'm reading three books right now. Which one do you want to hear about? And I love it because 
we're all overachievers. We're all like trying to dabble in a bunch of different things and I'm here mm -hmm. for it. <laughs> I love it. All right. What is something that you are most looking forward to in this next season? So personal or business, totally up to you, but something that you're excited about. Um, so I recently started a collaboration with my friend and I'm really excited about that project. So we just migrated my whole website over to a new website builder. And that's where like my website's going to be, my blog is going to be, my memberships, my courses, my sales page, like everything. And it's all branded. And so I'm really excited about that. I love it. Oh, those are always the most exciting projects, right? Like, yeah, I, I know I get so pumped about that stuff. So I can imagine. That's awesome. We'll all have to check that out when you're done. Cause that'll be cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. What is one tool or resource that you use in your business that you absolutely like swear by you recommend to everyone? Okay. Um, I'm like, there's so many, but <laughs> either click up our Canva Canva for all of your marketing needs. Um, especially like graphic. I used to use Adobe, but doing that just took me so much time. And then I would get like the little like rainbow cursor, you know, cause I have too many like programs open. So now I use Canva for everything. So you can like easily resize from your Instagram posts to Instagram stories to Pinterest, et cetera. And for project management, I love using ClickUp. Very cool. Very cool. I feel yeah. like so many people say a project management tool of some kind. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, it just goes to show you how important that really is. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's recommending it. And I'm a, I'm a big Canva user too. So I swear by it. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. So what's your Instagram handle, website, wherever you want them to go, but where can they follow along? Yeah. So my Instagram is at Molly Hill Studio and my website is also at mollyhillstudio.com. Perfect. And we will put all of that in the show notes as well. Is there anything you're working on right now that you want our listeners to go check out or any, any, uh, programs or freebies or anything like that, that you want them to know about? Yeah. So if anyone needs a website or a place to host their course or membership or whatever they're creating, um, I'm actually moving over to a new website builder. Like I mentioned, it's called Aspire Builders and we're actually going to be selling my template. So the template that we created for me and honestly, it looks really good. When we were creating it, I was like, I would buy this. Um, so people know how good it is. But I was using Kartra and Squarespace before, but now I can like combine both of those. So I'm really excited about that. And then also have a membership for anyone who's like new to business or just wants to get better at marketing. Um, it's called Keep Getting Paid and they can like find it probably on my Instagram. Very cool. And again, we will put all of that in the show notes. So if you guys are listening, head over there and check out those links so you can connect with Molly and get in that membership. Molly, thank you so much. I always appreciate when we get guests coming on here and sharing their time and their tips and just helping other women in business out. So I really appreciate you doing that. And I think this was a great conversation. Lots of little tangible tips that our listeners can take away to try to create viral content. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That's it for this time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at femalesonfirepodcast.com to grab bonus content from our guests, support the show, or grab your Females on Fire swag. If you loved this episode, give us a quick shout out on Instagram by tagging at Females on Fire. 
And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode to keep you fired up for those big dreams.